Welcome to season four of Exploring the Prophetic. We are on a journey of spiritual curiosity to see how God's voice can impact us and the world around us. I interview guests from every walk of life and background about how their relationship with God and hearing His voice has given them different opportunities and breakthrough experiences. This season, I'm also asking every guest how they got through a time when they thought they had heard from God or they received a prophetic word from someone else that didn't happen and how God helped them to resolve that. Come join our conversation on Exploring the Prophetic, starting now. Welcome to Exploring the Prophetic. I love that we're in our fourth season, and I get to introduce you to Cody Bobe, who is just an awesome guy. He's a, he's the founder of Gibberin Studio. It's a biblical name. But he is a, a man that's truly a man. Like He's so masculine. He has a men's ministry. He's served. Thank, thank you, Cody, for serving. But he's served for the United States military. And he uh, is a wellness uh, director as well. He's been the director of corporate wellness for different corporations. And he's spoken to the church about health, about masculinity, and also about just being the best version of yourself. I love his message. I love seeing him on Instagram and different places. And I just get to watch him regularly just share his message. But he also pivoted into the film industry and started to really dream with God. God had given him a word about uh, working on films that would really display biblical masculinity and really just those kinds of stories that I love. I'm a big fan of you know Braveheart, Gladiator, 300, these kinds of movies. And so the fact that somebody is like aiming towards that direction, but with a biblical worldview and perspective, ah, I'm so excited. So I'm so excited to talk to Cody about just his whole journey, his whole life. And this isn't just for the men, ladies. This is for everybody. You're going to learn through hearing uh, a, a young man get apprehended by God and set on a journey because of the voice of God. So you don't want to miss. Hey, my fellow explorers, we have a brand new book out. And if you've ever been given a word that you're a Joseph, an Esther, a Solomon, or a Daniel, you need to learn how to hear God the way that they did. You need to have that place inside of you that connects to God, that can believe for his solutions on the world today and for his problem-solving ability, his wisdom, his strategy. And so we've written this book called Wired to Hear, and it's connecting God's voice to your career and place of influence. You are gonna love this book. I wanna encourage you to get it today. My friend Bob Hassan, who does Exploring the Marketplace with me and myself, wrote this to take you on a journey of how to succeed in your place of career with God's voice and with connection to Him. Visit Bowles Ministries today and look up Wired to Hear or go to any bookstore you know and you should be able to find Wired to Hear. But get it, review it, and share it with someone else. Well, we have Cody Bobay on Exploring the Prophetic today and I'm so excited to talk to you, Cody. We met through social media, which is really funny. We met online. But I was following you because you have been, you've done a number of different things. But one of the things I really loved is you're restoring kind of the masculinity and the voice to men in the church. And and something that you started, I mean, it looked like just it exploded. I mean, it exploded online. Now it's an app. It was crazy. It was SoulCon and you wrote a book, which I was privileged to read. It's a great book. And then you, you started going after my heart passion film. And right shortly after that, and it just feels like, I mean, I know you have a background in corporate wellness and, and, and athleticism, but, but take us on your spiritual journey. Like, how did this really start for you when it became more of the calling? What, what is God doing? Yeah, Sean, thank you so much. And uh, it's always such an honor for me to talk about because when, when I came to faith, I was 18 and, and it was, I was active duty in the United States Navy. I was, I was a Naval Air Crewman. Wow, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, thank you so much, man. And, um, you know, it was I was broken. So I was trying to be a good person, but I couldn't sustain it. I, I tried not to party 13 to 18. 
my, my home life was a disaster and mm. I mean, my parents were divorced and they tried hard, but it was, it was, um, you know, they'd fight constantly. So I went in the military to get away and get out of the partying lifestyle and, you know, kind of make a name for myself as a good man. Well, I realized wow. the more you try to be good without knowing the source of good, um, the harder it becomes. And, so true. and I, you know, I found myself in the military just partying and falling into really stupid things and I had an incredible career laid out in front of me based on my, my ASVAB test and my physicality. But I knew I was about to lose everything. And I just hit a break, breaking point and, and I got wow. on my knees and it was, it was by myself in my barracks from Pensacola, Florida. And I didn't know, Sean, I didn't know what to do. I just got on my knees and was broken. And there was a Bible up on the shelf in my barracks. I opened the Bible, don't know what page it went to, didn't know there was two different parts of the Bible. I didn't know anything. Um, but I just said, God, if you're real, uh, I'm in. And, and wow. it was at that, man, and it changed. In that moment, I experienced the presence of the Holy Spirit. And I, I stood up and I knew God was real. That's and I so knew that cool. I just got changed, but I, I had no idea what happened theologically. I, I knew nothing of, of what just happened other than I surrendered my life to God, right? And I'm just having this conversation. I need his presence. And and man, Sean, from, from that point, I, I just, I wanted to tell everybody, just like how I would be when I would party and I'd drink and I'd fight and I'd have sex with girls. I wanted to be, that same passion came into my walk with the Lord. Wow. I, I wanted everybody. When I got baptized, at the, I just found a church um, in Pensacola, Florida, Pastor Buford Lipscomb, one of my heroes still. I got baptized. I invited all my friends from the military. I think like 35, 40 showed up. Eight guys got saved at that baptism. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I, but I realized, wow, this is amazing. This is the love I couldn't find in partying. This is the love I couldn't find anywhere else. And it's just, it's a never ending source of love. And so, so Sean, I'd go to guys and I'd ask him questions. Hey, I'm an 18 year old guy. I, I've had an six pack since I was six years old. I'm in Pensacola. I'm a, wow. I was partying. Um, what do I do about, um, you, you know, like I, I'd ask really difficult questions. Okay. So can a man masturbate? Can a man, you know, these difficult things I talk about with, um, guys in the military, I start to ask guys inside of the church and it would be a really uncomfortable situation. Uh, what, you know, talk to me about pornography, talk to me about sex before marriage and ask these discipleship questions. I started to realize Sean, that wow. there was a, there was a, the, the, it wasn't a, it wasn't a problem maybe, but it was what Bill Hybels used to say in, in one of my favorite books that he wrote. I, mean, I know he's been through a ton, but in courageous leadership, when you find your holy discontentment and, and the Lord put me on that path to find, to make, um, difficult conversations comfortable and, and restore the heart in the area of my influence of work of masculinity, um, in Christ. And, and man, I'd ask difficult questions and, you know, Sean, there's some awkward ones, right? You're 18 years old. I wasn't married. Yeah. And uh, so I'd ask questions and guys would tell me like, hey, you know, this, this might be too much, but this is who I am, right? They're, they're like, hey, don't spill your seed on the ground. And I just remember thinking like, what does that mean? So eventually I read the Bible. I just took it in four months and I read it cover to cover. And it was in that um, where eventually I got to the book of Joshua. And, and I realized that God, I, I saw God's heart for masculinity and strength wow. and courage. And, and, and I felt not only did I feel unconditional love when I got saved, but it was at that moment, I felt total acceptance in his family that I wasn't broken. Um, 
that I was new in Christ, but he, he made me new with the purpose of seeing strength and courage as something that's not a lost art and, and really diving yeah. into that. So that, that's how it well, started. And I think of that with you, because I, I feel like um, there's conversations and narratives that aren't on the table of most churches, most Christianity, men don't really know or have a prototype for how to be men in our generation. It's like, there's so many I know statistics there's so much fatherlessness and there's so much disengaged fathers. So we have this like dichotomy and I love that you were unafraid to ask hard questions. And a lot of it sounds like some of the sexual identity, some of the courage identity, the masculine, all those things are masculine. And I, I love that because th- those are some of the things like I grew up with a really healthy dad, but he was even afraid. Like I brought questions to him, like you're talking about. He didn't initiate with me questions. I had to initiate with him, but he was very good at like sharing his real Thank God he had holiness and he understood his his own journey like at that point. So we were able to really talk through things and joke around about things and have like have have just a real what it means to be a father, son, and masculinity, which is really, I think, rare. And I've uh felt like that that struggle, like I've always thought in the back of my head, like, do I do a men's ministry? Because I've I've raised up so many young men through my years of just, you know, I've thought about it. And I so I'm always like looking for what's what's God doing in that space. And watching you kind of rise up and just some of your Instagram, you know, 30 second teachings or some of the things you talk about has been so inspirational. So I love hearing the story that it happened right out of the military and how you were reading the Bible and saw God in this. Like he created masculine and feminine. They're both so important. We need to understand them and not be afraid of them. And you just, you come across as very fearless, not just because your military background, but your attitude, the way you do life, the way you share so when you were reading this and you, this kind of took you on a journey, like how did you know to start a ministry direction towards men? Yeah. So it was, it was really, you know, it's, it's something, um, one of Sean Smith, one of my, my favorite people, you know, he teaches with prophetic evangelism. Evangelism is yeah. way easier when you're listening to the person that created that person you're talking to. Right. <laughs> so, so if you can have a word of prophecy, uh, evangelism becomes way easier and you can be prophetic easier, constantly yeah. with that. Well, with your calling, I, I say the same thing. Like if you're if you're listening to the voice of the Lord who created your path and your calling and your destiny and knows the perfect will He set before you, uh, it's 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 easier to see as is as is the the word is a lamp to our feet. But man, walking with the Holy Spirit it gives us eyes to see. And and as I was going through that, so I read the book of Joshua. I finished chapter eleven, which is fantastic. I sat back and I was blown away, and I had a vision. And I had a vision in that moment, and I saw all of these guys walking around with like military IDs, but it was their when they got born again, and it was this whole mindset of like Christianity from a military perspective, and it was wow. all men. And in that same vision, Sean, I, I also saw myself standing like this with another guy, and I was on a film set. And then at the end of that vision, I was standing, and I saw myself walking through an amusement park built after Old Testament warriors, and the vision was wow. over. So wow. It, it was in that moment I, I knew my calling and um, man, even every, everything that I do since that point, I have trigger words that I remind myself of. So I knew I was going to be used to start a movement to men that was focused on being a masculine in a world today where it's not that, men, you know, it's, it's discipleship, right? Discipleship's messy yeah. and you're walking with people and it's, it's relational, it's vulnerable, but it's focused on men. And then I also knew that the film side was coming. So I knew it was going to be sequential. So I, I went through my time in the military, but the Lord gave me that insight. I treasured it in my heart, and I knew eventually that was going to come to pass. And cool story with 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 Sean Smith. I was speaking at a conference with him um, at CFNI, and 
in Dallas and, and he actually had a prophetic word for me and nobody knew other than my wife that I was writing my first book to men. Nice. And he came up and he had a prophetic word for me. He said, Hey, the, 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 uh, the book that you're working on right now is going to become the greatest discipleship manual that you'll ever create. And, you know, we, we hit it off after that point and became friends. And I love who he is. Uh, but I, I know that that was the starting point and that book has become that, that starting point. So, um, I, I I love that. I love how this is kind of how this happens. I think once you get hungry for God and you open your heart to really hear him, he sends the right people at the right time to stimulate those conversations and speak like Sean and Krista are some of our favorite people in the world. They've both been on that podcast, which is really cool. But I think, uh, and they've, they've been a part of so many of our events and so many other things just because we do life together. But, but I love that, that there's that moment because I feel like. To, to change the world, you need life-changing words and you need life-changing encounters with God. And I think that that's what's missing out of some Christianity where it's like we have the Holy Spirit is the Holy Bible versus the Holy Spirit. You know, we need the Bible and the Spirit. So I love hearing that from you. And I love how it led you into such a direction. And were you married at this point? Like, when, did you get married in the military? Was it after? Yeah, so I got married in the military. So I became a Christian. And I know Josh Harris has gone through a ton, but I, I still I, I love his work that he did. It helped me understand. I actually learned how to court a woman through his wow. book because um, I would just know how to hook up and get high and do that whole deal. So I, I came to the Lord and I asked him, the next woman that I date, can I marry? Because I don't want to screw it up. And um, and and he was faithful in that to answer that request. And the next woman I met, I, I married. We've been married this month for 15 years. That's amazing. And Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And just uh, we have a it's just like a strong body, <laughs> you know, marriage. You, you have to go through the pain of strengthening it constantly, but you have we were super strong, incredible marriage, and I'm thankful for that and committed to holiness. But it was uh, I got married with three years left in the military, so I was six years active duty in the United States Navy, got three had three years left, and it was at that point. Um, I knew that I was supposed to get out of the military and speak to the Christian church about their health. And my, okay. my passion, John, is stewardship of the body to understand. Um, I, I wish I wish the Bible would have said that the, instead of the body, it's the temple, the Holy Spirit. I, I wish it was said one of my, my friends says this, that it's the war machine engaging in spiritual warfare. Uh, I like temple as well. That's but awesome. so so really understanding in the military, they, t- they taught it really well how to train your body to develop your mind. And I started to see a disconnect of the body, soul, spirit teaching. And I wanted people to realize, I asked the Lord, I said, how, how do I communicate this effectively? And he said, Hey, start with the first in the great commandment. What does it look like to love the Lord your God with your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbors yourself? So I started to piece it together. What is like the mind and the brain and the heart and 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 Sean, I, I'd go to conferences and you know I spent three and a half years speaking in conferences and, and I'd say, man, we just sang a song about God, I love you with all my heart. But what if I walked down the aisle and took your blood pressure? Are oh, you man. actually representing that you yeah. that you do? Be- because physiologically, psychologically, and spiritually, if we're made in the image of God, we're a three part being. So, how is the stewardship? Are you stewarding your body with the same intensity you're stewarding from your spirit? Because if if our theology is accurate, then we, we what is spirit driven um, has to become a reality in everything else that we do. So um, we we don't want to do anything by our flesh. So that's where I started, Sean. That was my discontentment. I'll never forget this research study I read. It was 2006 by Purdue University uh, lead researcher Ken Ferraro said that um, America is becoming a a feeding ground for gluttony and obesity, and the Christian church is the problem. That's a direct quote from him. And, from this study. And I remember wow. thinking the, the, um, the church is the solution. We are the solution yeah. to, to the world. And 
So I remember that's where I, I left the military and, and I said, I'm going to write books. I'm going to speak to the church around the world. And people, I had a successful military career. I'm very thankful. God showed me a lot of favor in that. I love the people that I served with. Um, and I left and I didn't have a degree. And I told people I was going to write books. And these guys cared about me. And sometimes I, I want the listeners to hear, sometimes the people that care about you the most uh, will, will speak the least amount of faith to you. And, sure. and, and yeah. don't take that personal. Peter, Satan got into Peter and he spoke to Jesus, right? And and so don't take it personally. You got to be focused on your calling and you got to be focused on your, you're following Jesus, not anybody else. So I I said that I stepped out and through that process, God established my, my, my work. I finished through my graduate program. I authored three books. One of them became SoulCon Challenge. Then I finally established a successful wellness career while I was going through that for seven years, saw extreme favor. And the Lord gave me a specific date to step away into full time at that point. It was just speaking to men and, and traveling and, and doing men's ministry. And even my board, Sean, I put together, they looked at it. They're like, okay, we love you, but you don't have any money and you're making six figures in the corporate world and you're going to go to yeah. nothing. Um, this isn't smart. And I said, well, if God's leading me, then it's the best plan that I could ever pick. So we're all in. So my wife joined me at that point. We had two kids. We stepped away into nothing. And saw God provide, and and SoulCon Challenge is now one of the top selling independently published books um, to men in the world. Um, I believe it. It's amazing. It's an amazing book and curriculum and app and movement that you've inspired. So, how did you go from? And I I think our listeners need to hear that for real. I don't don't want to run over that because it's so important. But how did you go from like, okay, we're we're doing these events, and I mean the momentum of it has been phenomenal. To we're going to pivot and go into making movies as well. Yeah. So, so this is, oh my gosh, I, I want from the core of my being, I want every listener to hear this, that God never defines your destiny by your resume. He always defines your destiny by the obedience of your heart and his power working through you. And, and, and I'm, I, I can say that with passion, Sean, I'm learning it as we go, but he doesn't look and say, oh, you haven't done this. You haven't done this. He says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to call you to something and I need your obedience. And I'm going to equip you and I'm going to anoint you and you're going to go forward. So, so Sean, we, we finally established to where the, the, the ministry was growing and this process was happening. And, um, I, I had a date night in with my wife and we watched the greatest showman, which is a great, great film. And we're going to bed. I go to bed early. I wake up early. That's the discipline that I have. It's not better than anybody else. I, I don't think there's better. I just manage sleep. Uh, I, I enjoy mornings. So um, if, if you go to bed late and wake up a little later, sleep is very important. It doesn't make you a better person if you wake up at four in the morning, just to clarify to every listener. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I, I love that. And I was going to bed and I, I felt the Lord wanting to talk to me. And, and Sean, just uh, to be honest, the, the Lord doesn't usually talk to me late at night. Uh, so I knew something was up. So I grabbed my Bible. I go out of my living room. I'm in Oklahoma at that point. And I, I sit for 15 minutes and, and listening to the Lord takes intense discipline. You, um, it takes a relationship. It's, it's like a healthy, yeah. strong marriage. And you teach this better than anybody that, that I, um, I'm connected to on social media. I love your teaching on this. It, it takes a constant relationship. You have to know his voice. You have to discern his voice. And I waited for 15 minutes. I finally heard his voice and I heard the, the words, it's time. And I saw the second half of that vision when I was 18 years yeah. old. And I, yeah. So Sean, my, my wife went to college for music theater and singing. And I, so here I am, I've never acted in my life. I actually thought 
please, I hope this isn't taken out of context. I thought actors were sissies. Um, so I mean, like, <laughs> even Hugh, uh, or no, the guy who did the greatest showman. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Exactly. I'm so sorry. Like, I he's like not a sissy at all. He's not a sissy. I know that's totally sinful, Cody. But I'd have this conversation with my wife of like, no, these guys don't actually fight and do these that's things. Amazing. There's sissies. Well, the next morning I'm having coffee. The, the, the coffee's pouring. My wife is there. It's 530 in the morning. I said, hey, so uh, last night the Lord called us and, and told me it's time and called us into film. And I'm, I'm going to act. He's called me to act. And Sean, this has never been something we've talked about. This is never anything life planned. I don't have any resume to back this up. And my wife being the incredible woman she is, she looked at me and said, all right, let's do it. And uh it started from there and, and we actually put our house on the market and um, we, we sold our house and we were moving to Utah, literally answering the call that God spoke to me to, to sell a, everything that we own, go to a land that he's going to make clear to us. And, and Sean, I really think this is one of my hearts here. I, I, I go around this state. My goal when I'm, when I'm 85, 90 years old, I want one of my life missions is for Utah to be known for the work that our Gaborum Studios is, is making, amusement wow. parks, and not known for the Mormon temples and the Mormon philosophy. Wow. So you, I mean, I love that God so deeply rooted the vision and into years and legacy. Cause I think that that's a lot of times when I hear people who share some of the stuff that God's shown them, there's, it's not that it's shallow, it's very real, but they haven't fleshed it out yet. They haven't actually looked at it for what it could become. And God has dreams that are beyond what we could imagine or hope for. It's beyond what we could see ourselves doing, which is acting for you, which I love. That's, part of it. Yeah. But I, I just, I love the story. I think, I think it was back in 90, 94, God showed me that there would be people who would be called in entertainment and film and television and dancing and music who had never thought they would use their talents and their skills that direction. And normally they would use it to do conferences and events or to build churches or to build movements. But there was going to be a season of time later on in the, you know, I saw like 2015 to twenty. 25, that there'd be like a drafting of God pushing people into these spheres of influence. And, uh, and that they would use the same, they'd be called the same way a Bill Johnson was called to build Bethel or, you know, Brian Houston oh. to build Hillsong, but it, they'd be called for the sake of, you know, media entertainment, these things. So when I saw that you were going after this, I was so excited because I know you have that. I don't know what you call it. Like, a you know, the church would call it like an apostolic building gift. But I, I know you have that thing on your life. And I loved when I saw that you started using it towards men. And that niche is such an important niche because it's where fathers come from and fathers can heal the world. You know, and, and I, I believe equally in women, I, there's no there's there's no weirdness in that, but it's, it's a true statement. But I love that inside of that, that you want to tell stories, some of the greatest stories ever about warriors and restoring masculinity. I mean, to, I know I'm just saying back to you what you said, but I just, I love this, Cody. I think it's so important that I'm, I know God's going to resource it and bring so much to it. Um, yeah. Where you guys released your first proof of concept video, and how was yeah. that for you? Like, take us on that journey. Oh my gosh, it was amazing, Sean. We we have so you step into anything, God's going to equip you, He's going to anoint you, you're going to experience that. And, and Sean, just it was it was so cool because I I never was insecure in any moment. I, when God calls you to something, you can feel you can identify weaknesses that you have to develop. I, yeah. you know, by the time we filmed our first film, I had read 27 books on acting, 22 books on film. I work my butt off and I, I, I embrace the pain of discipline with a smile. So I get that, <laughs> but I, I didn't ever feel insecure. 
And, and wow. we, we had the most incredible team, Sean, come together around the vision. And it wasn't around Cody Bobe. It wasn't around anybody on our team. It was the vision. And we have the, the guy that I drowned in, in the film that did all of our yeah. choreography, our second unit director. He was, he, he's an incredible believer. He's one of the top 20 stuntmen in Canada. One of the top, in my opinion, he's the top in the United States. And, um, and like he was in Jumanji too. He was, he's Captain America stunt double and Captain America Civil awesome. War. I mean, just, he's massive. He, he, um, his name's Adrian Hine, loves Jesus so much. Him and his family, oh, they're incredible. He taught me how to fight on film. And, wow. and that, was a, that was a journey. And, and he went from, I know how to fight in real life to fighting on film, which is, <laughs> it's like, I know how to speak English, but you have to speak Chinese. Totally yeah. different language. And, He's like, don't and kill he, anyone, Cody. Cody, yeah, yeah. don't kill him. <laughs> so in in hold the pass. I actually, he's the last guy I fight, and I drowned him wow. in the Ogden River. Yeah. And um, the the covering comes over the character Shamgar. The 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 the, the short film is twenty three minutes, and it's proved the concept of the series we're trying to create. We we feel like Game of Thrones needs to be beat by stories from the Old Testament warriors. So that's that's our goal. That's why we created the proof of concept. We told the story of Shamgar from Judges 331, like Shamgar killed 600 Philistines with an ox goad and saved Israel. <laughs> Why not tell a 23-minute short film, action-packed? I mean, uh, a couple heads fly off, and it, the, the action's really um, focused. And, uh, man, it's just a special, a special focus of film because you see God's hand in it. And we want to make, with everything that we do, we want to make God the hero and not men. And you see it in there as, as the angel oh, comes in and, and, and Shamgar's broken and he anoints Shamgar to then crush the enemy. And you see God being the champion. But but the journey, Sean, was so incredible. It, it When God calls you, he does anoint you and he'll equip you and then he'll surround you with a team of people. Yeah. And you have to learn to depend on those people. Yeah. And and you can't micromanage them. You have to trust them. And and now that proof of concept, it's it's on Amazon. People can go rent it and, and buy it there. And that helps support everything that we're doing. And and we've we've had an investor come in and he's going to fund um, the first season. So Gaborum season uh, one. And and awesome. I'm, I'm actually going to act as uh, the younger version of Caleb in that. We're going to start with Caleb and the story of it's Sean, you're going to love it. It's the story of the Exodus, but actually you're actually going to like the Egyptians and you're going to get to know Pharaoh and we're telling this, the, the backstory different. And um, it starts with old man, Caleb in Hebron on his way to, to uh, in a tent on a rain delay on his way to conquer the giants in Hebron. So it's a story that the core of it is him talking to Othniel and discipling Othniel, telling him about his past, pointing everything to Christ or to, to the covering of the Holy Spirit. So yeah, it, it's, it's so cool. And oh, it's it just, so exciting. Every- I'm like, I'm buzzing. I can just feel it. Cool. I'm so excited for you. And I'm so excited for what you're doing. Well, how Thank do people you, get a hold? Of, I know you said Amazon right now for a gym, but what's your website? So people can visit you and just get in touch with what you're doing. Yeah. The, the, the fastest way is just Look me up on Instagram. It's the most effective way to do it. Is just Cody Bobe. I'm the only Cody Bobe in the world. We had to report a <laughs> fake account this last week, but uh, that's the fastest way. My website will be there. So if you look up Cody C O D Y B O B A Y, I'm the only one there um, in the world. You can Google that, find our information, and Gaborum.com. You'll be able to find uh, and and then see everything that we're doing and, and rent, hold the past, and pray for us. And and, yeah. and man. We, we, what we understand what we're doing is led by the Holy spirit and it will be, the victory will be brought to, um, this world through the Holy spirit. So we depend on people praying, supporting, encouraging that, that whole process. 
I love it. Well, thanks so much for being on the show today. I just love the stories and we're rooting for you. We're rooting for this and I can't wait to watch. Thank you so much, Sean. Honored to um, be connected with you and honored to be on the show. Grateful for your, your impact, man. Do you want to be mentored in hearing God's voice? It's not hard, but it takes time, examples, practice, and conversations to really get in the place of being able to get revelation and also to know how to interpret and reply what God's showing you. I have started an online community through our platform, Transcend God Mentoring, where you'll receive weekly videos, weekly live group mentoring, monthly special events, and all of our past e-courses on the gifts, marriage, and relevant topics to your spiritual journey. Come join me and all my platform contributors to learn how to walk out a thriving journey of hearing God. Thanks for listening to Exploring the Prophetic, part of the Exploring Series podcast. These podcasts are made possible by generous donations of listeners just like you. Become a partner or visit us at bullsministries.com with your one-time donation today. Also, if you are enjoying the podcast, please become a part of our family by subscribing. Connect to us at www.bullsministries.com where we want to resource you with our articles, books, weekly mentoring, e-courses, and more or download our Bulls app free at our web store. We love to hear your feedback. Drop us a line and also your rating, reviewing, and sharing makes such a difference in the world for people learning about us. Thanks for listening.